This is a podcast. We talk about running. We talk about other things too. So please come and join us. We hope you enjoy this. This is on the bake. There we go. Yeah, if you were looking for me at Long Mind, if you were looking for me at the start, you might have had a bit of trouble. (laughs) You're not there. I ran back to an Airbnb to go get my dibber and missed the whole start of the race. You missed the start, so you gave yourself a bit of a challenge. Though you thought you'd give everyone a head start. (laughs) Yeah, I was. I reckon I started four minutes late. I heard um, Billy Bland did something very similar. Deliberately at Ennerdale to give everyone a head start so people didn't follow him. Yeah, years ago because he knows his way around. He, he let the race go and then set yeah. off, and he still finished second. I think he gave him a five minute head start. That's to check Back me on that one, but that was pretty cool. Well, obviously, there's a segment starting of all the ways that I'm similar to Billy Bland coming up. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or not. <laughs> <laughs> So I am speaking today with the fell runner, yeah. <laughs> Josh Hartley, not Josh Hartnett. That was the closest I had for you of um, right. of Blackcomb. No, you're Blackcomb runners, aren't you? Not specifically. Yeah, state Blackcomb runners. Yeah, BCR yeah. Blackcomb runners. Um, yeah, we're based in the South Lakes, Southwestern Lakes, really, between yeah. Ulverston, Millham, uh, Barrow. South End of Coniston, that sort of wet neck of the woods. Anyone's really yeah. welcome, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you have a few people coming from from afar, really. Then you have quite a sort of spread. Most people have been like in the area, like as you can tell from my accent, I'm not a Cumbrian by nature. I was yeah. born and brought up in Nottingham, so uh, I, I made the leap to the fells. Like yeah. after coming here on holiday a few times, I thought, why live where you don't want to live, doing what you don't want to do. Yeah, move to and 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 get a job up there. So, oh, amazing! When did you do that then? About ten years ago. Um, didn't do fell running at the time. I no. was uh, an avid mountain biker and terrible hockey player. And then <laughs> uh, there was a there's a village gala fell race, Kirby Gala. Yeah. About three miles of Bofra one and they're like, oh go and have a go go and have a go I was like all right I did it I finished third I was like right this is my calling in life yeah this is what I'm doing. This is it. <laughs> I, can actually, I can finish something and do all right and oh then, brilliant uh, I've still not won that race <laughs> I've been trying ever since <laughs> but someone like Simon Bailey turns up and just you know just destroys you and there's some very very good runners that do that and uh, yeah so have you got have you got from third have you got up to second but not yeah. quite I finished I finished second and Charlie Ying won it and I, I was very I was very sporting on you. He went a bit wrong on the road section. He was gonna turn off right and he was ahead of me. It was one of those roll your eye moments where yeah. left, you know, <laughs> that way. And he did thank me to be fair at the end, but he was fister, he was faster, so it was the right person to win. I'd have felt a bit bad if I'd have let him just run down the road. <laughs> Well, yeah, yeah, I, I agree with you. It's, I, I think I fall on the side of your behaviour. Having yeah. said that, the purist might say, well, you know, has he not got a nav? You know, is that not part of it? Well, part of it, uh, exactly. To be fair, I've won the, the Kirby Moore race, which is the other one that starts outside my house, and yeah. well, virtually. I've won that a couple of times, and a few times I have let people go wandering a little bit, but <laughs> that's often because it's claggy and I can't see them either. I remember Gary Greenhow overstepping the final checkpoint one year, and I remember I did let him go 
a good 30 metres past it. Then I called him back and then I had a dash with him chasing me all the way back and got ahead of me. And then I just, just pipped him on the line and the sprint finished down the road. But yeah, it's good fun. I like the nav bit of running. It's good. Yeah. Oh, it's funny though. Like you've reminded me, I did Totley Moorfell race on Tuesday. And even to the point of like, there's a track and I know that it's really rocky and uneven on the left and on the right, it's pretty like smooth, you know, a little bit of local knowledge. And I'm doing like, when you're riding a bike, I'm like pointing to the guy behind me like, yeah, go to the right, mate. <laughs> I think, I think, if you're, I think if you're local, maybe, it, maybe you, maybe you do like, I probably wouldn't do that as a non-local race, but if you're local, yeah. I guess you've, you've, you're giving up your advantage, aren't you? Well, there's a funny thing, um, black coon vests are quite synonymous with don't ever follow a black coon vest, I don't know if you've ever heard that, because we're very good at lead- leading people astray. I think there was um, a black coon runner once took someone on our namesake race um, a few years ago, and it was a champs race, led them down to Bootle off the back of black coon, which is definitely not the right direction. It was a year, I think, the chasing pack, it was a year before I properly started running, yeah, um, but apparently the legend has it the chasing pack all came through, um, <laughs> and you know first place was would have been by rights twentieth, and yeah. and you know the likes of like Jebby overtook people they'd already overtaken earlier in the race and they're a bit <laughs> baffled by what was going on you know, so I think it was a bit of a turnout that race so <laughs> quite a lot I mean my mate um, Harry Stainton who I did um, old county toffs with at the yeah. weekend. Remember him going into Long Duddon um, yeah. last year. He ran Long Duddon, and, we, and he was he was going better than me. And he just ran up another hill to the left on the way, way to Swirl Howe. And I can't remember. I might have been with Ben Abdelmore or someone like that. And I was just like, I'll just let him go for a bit. It'll be all right. And then and he comes down, but then he didn't like join our path again. He just cut straight across the front of us and went across to Greyfriar. So he was okay. running way down, like diagonally across the other way. Like, uh, I was like, I've got to tell him. So I just shouted at the top of my voice, Harry, <laughs> you <laughs> And he comes running up and then he just comes steaming through us again. So, he, you know, he had a good run that day, to be fair. Yeah. He, he's going well at the minute. So I think he'll be a bit of a dark horse, actually. Bit of a dark horse at Duddon. Yeah, yeah. Cause we, we did all counties uh, this last year. Can't week, be a dark now. horse now, though, if on the preview pod wow. you go land a minute. Well, I'm not, I'm not sure he's going to win, but he'll, be, he'll, he'll certainly have a go at the front end somewhere. You know, he, he's, oh, I hope he's, he does. He's running really well. Um, yeah. So, in fact, his his partner, um, Kat Taylor, won yeah. in the three peaks. She did. I was there. Nailed yeah. it, didn't she? Did really well. I heard, heard that was really good, the last podcasting you did with um, with your roaming reporters, with Dan yeah. Oh, brilliant. Um, yeah. But yeah, she flew up. She, she, I don't know how she did it. She just cruised through and then attacked yeah. on one side of it, I think, and then just felt good and carried on. I mean, like a yeah. gazelle. That was brilliant because she wasn't, you know, um, up Penny Ghent, she wasn't near the front. No. She just like did what you'd hope to do in a race like that, just built into it and then ran away with it. It was pretty impressive. Yeah, she's. Yeah, really, really good runner, and um, yeah. keeps Harry honest on his running as well. So yeah, and he did pretty well round round there as well. But so, um, yeah, all county tops was Harry keeping you honest because I mean that's the thing when you yeah. run pairs, it's still very hard, isn't it? Who right. was who was the uh, who was the one getting dragged along there? Right, one of you always has a bad day. 
You yes. know, you don't know either one of you is going to have a bad day. Um, I've done it three times. The, the first year I did it, I did a chap called Ed, and uh, he he was the one that had the bad day. And um, I remember him running backwards downhill off um, Swirl Howe because he couldn't run forwards because his knees had just gone. <laughs> I was yeah. just like, come on. They keep going. We did it in like eight hours, ten, which is still pretty good. Yeah. Um, so do it again. Harry was dead keen to do it, and but Harry can't navigate. Like, I'll yeah. be honest, and Harry won't mind me saying this. He's blind as a bat and he cannot navigate. So he'll just follow. So it's the ideal race. Just follow <laughs> someone as a partner. So I so I did it with him last year. And it was a bit claggy in place. It's like I know where I'm going um pretty pretty well. Um yeah. really need the map sort of thing and just run on field, know where some of the lines are, like a bit of local knowledge. I'm not a local to the central lakes, but I run up there a lot. And um he it was sort of, I don't know, we were about seventh at the first summit, Helvellyn. And then by the time we re- reached the mid midway stage, we we reached um, Scorfell Pike. And the summit marshals were like, oh, well done, you're in second. We're like, what? How? Where did we overtake? We, we recognised overtaking one, maybe two pairs, but didn't see everybody yeah. else because it was quite claggy. And they're like, oh, yeah, Lightfoot and Tom Owens are ahead of you. Well, how far? Three <laughs> like, <laughs> minutes? We're like, Oh, okay. Let's go. And then you have got a really yeah. alarming descent off score. Have you done long? Have you done all counties? No, no. You need to do it. It's a cracker. Right. It's an alarming descent off the front of score if you choose to take it. And we ended up a bit crag fast and a little bit sketchy. Yeah. I just had a. I just had a baby at that point. It was about. It was about a week old. So my yeah. wife was like, oh, wow. "Do this, don't die." Um, <laughs> I, was going, I was laying myself off, and Harry was like, "Josh, you, you know what? You promised to Jack. You can't do that." Um, <laughs> so, uh, we were, it was a bit sketchy, but then yeah. Anyway, we finished two minutes behind him. Wow. We didn't see him. We could see yeah. him on the on one of the climbs. Where, like you could see like a white dot in the distance. So we're both wearing white vests. Um, and yeah, we were reeling them in. I think I think Ricky had bonked a bit, so that was a bit like, "All oh, right, we've got to go yeah. for it again. See if we can win." Yeah. Um, the dream, the dream was to win, right? Yeah. Let's win all county tops one day. Let's yeah. do it. But but the reality was, let's see if we can go under seven hours because we did it in seven hours seven minutes. So the goal was under seven. Yeah. Um, seven seven hours, but the dream was to win it, and uh, yeah. we actually we didn't achieve a goal because we did it in seven hours ten. But we did win it, so we achieved the dream. Um, but it was hot, and uh, I think you're going to allow uh, yourself. You're saying you're going to allow yourself for ten minutes there. Yeah, just, uh, and I, I, I get really hot. I know a lot of people get hot in the sun and all that yeah. sort of carry on, but because I'm really tall, and yeah. I've not mentioned that, and you mentioned it in the preamble, I'm really tall <laughs> in the uh, the note about it. Yeah, six yeah. foot five. Now I yeah. don't think that helps you. Now you're closer yeah. to the sun, aren't you? Yeah, I'm. I'm close to the sun. I get more rays <laughs> than everyone else. But also, like heat, heat dispersion, like sp- spreading the heat out. It's more efficient as a smaller runner. Yeah, you don't get many really tall, rapid marathon runners. There aren't many, and no. it's for good reason. You've got to be about five eight, five nine for running quickly on fells and that in the heat. And yeah. that's what Harris is, by the way. Uh, uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. By the time he was on top of Brim Fell. He, he was, you know, and you go through that pass towards Coniston Old Man. He was just, um, just trotting along and just whipping me, basically. Just kept moving, and I couldn't move. I was just <laughs> like force feeding like soggy jelly babies. Because um, every time I got to a stream or any semblance of water, just got in it. 
I just dropped yeah. I dropped in it and just like fully rolled, did like a barrel roll in the water to cool down <laughs> and then cracked on again. Like lots of people were looking at me a bit funny on like on their files. Like that that junction on Scorefell, there's a bit of a stream coming through there. There's a tourist sort of filling up water and I just dunked myself in. They were like, oh, I was going to drink that. Uh, there was a fireman there as well, which is a bit weird. I think he must have been doing that for charity, but it's a bit strange to find a fireman just what? walking along. Fully dressed up. Fully dressed fireman, yeah. He must have been doing it for charity, but I think he just <laughs> got lost. Nowhere near the tourist path. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Yeah, so anyway, long long short of that, old counties, was um, there's an out-and-back bit on yeah. the way to the old, summit of the old man. And her, her and I were just trotting along and... Um, you reach the summit of the old man, you turn back and you go, right, when are we going to see second place? Because no, we had no idea where they were. Yeah. Didn't really look back for fear of someone gaining on you. <laughs> and then we saw um, Matty Reid and um, James Harris coming the other way. And I counted about 12 minutes on oh, my, wow. in my watch. So I thought, oh, well, 12 minutes, that's about, you know, that could be 25 plus because it's slightly uphill to the old man from here. So we've yeah, got yeah. a good gap. We can just we can just cruise in. Let's just get in. Um, I could see him coming, and I was like, "Harry, come back!" Because he's like ahead of me. He's like a dog running ahead of me. I was like, "Whistling, <laughs> Harry, come back! Don't make it look like I'm knackered." Because yeah, if, yeah. if there's no weakness, they'll go for the jugular. So, uh, <laughs> so we, we we like I got him to ease off a bit, and we like I play. I was like, "Play it cool, like play it cool, relax." <laughs> and uh, just hi, how you doing? You guys having a good day? High five, sort of thing. And then like breathing really heavily afterwards, like quick, run hard, you know. And then uh, then there was a, a pair of ladies coming up fast behind us. Um, the dark peak yeah. ones, is it Lisa Watson, Watson, and and Despina, but uh, Badini, I probably got names slightly wrong. Yeah, yeah. Way. She's, she's even ex Totley. That's uh, really? said she was, yeah, she was forged at Totley Athletic Club. Uh, might have gone on to better things now, but you know, we, <laughs> well, <laughs> we started her up. <laughs> maiden, yeah. <laughs> they, they, they were motoring, they were going along there quicker than we went along. <laughs> so yeah, we need to move on. And those, those Ambleside boys better watch out because they're coming. And yeah. they weren't far behind them at all. So I think they're only a few minutes behind at that point. And they had that look in their eyes of determination. They might have got a record. Did, did, yeah. Is that right? They got course record? Although, although um, I feel I feel a bit bad. I mean, that is a good, that's very good record. I feel a bit bad for the Black Coombe ladies who nearly got the record a few years ago. Yeah. And this is quite a funny one. They were coming down... Um, coming down the road to the finish and there's a there's, you just come down the lane anyway the farmer decided at the moment just before they went through to herd his sheep across the road to close the road so to stop <laughs> and wait for him to take his sheep across so they missed it by about a minute and they also oh. missed it on first place because the other pair they were gaining on like you know what slowly, just <laughs> ahead, of, ahead of the gate so uh this could be um, a this could be a long conspiracy this so potentially yeah. dark peak could have paid that farmer Maybe. Yeah. Well, yeah, influencing farmers, I mean, that is a skill. Um, <laughs> to lean on the gate in a certain way to get them to you know, admit you to their land for races and things, don't you? I keep getting told that, as I found out. Um, I've got to influence some farmers, actually, for the for the Kirby Gala race, actually, to get yeah. them to use, use, can we use your gates and can you please shepherd the sheep out for the day? Thank you. Well, do you, do you organise that race now? Well, no, it's Boffrey. I just, I'm okay. just the, 
victim in the village that helps them, you know. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's it, really. You um, did quite but, a lot then. You did quite a lot if you're captain and getting involved in organising races. Yeah. Well, you know, to be honest, um, I get I get to be captain. It's not really a job. It is just it's more of a influencing people and just saying, guys, you're gonna have an amazing run. Go run, or please, yeah. can you come and race with us? Um, you know that that's it. There's a little yeah. bit of organising stuff, but it's generally quite it's quite good fun. The hard bits of the stuff like the admin stuff that you got to do with the you know the treasuring roles like that they're the roles of fear so I'm, yeah. I'm quite glad of being captain and to be fair i probably do want like between us probably one of the most frequent flyers at races so i'm probably yeah. it's probably me probably about time i gave back but um <laughs> but it's a cool club you know black Coombs a really small little club there's only about 60 active running members yeah most just do it for the fun of it no one's really very serious i'm about as serious as it gets yeah um the women are a bit sort of a surprise when they turn yeah. up they're phenomenal yeah when they don't, there's no one you know there's a few really nice good runners that enjoy it but they're not yeah. at the front of the english champs yeah but when um when the likes of you know cat taylor turns up um anna lupton former yeah. english runner um lizzie brown who i think you went to uni with yes yeah, yeah. definitely yeah she made the return at fairfield yeah uh, after having two kids, this is a challenge, you know, if you have kids and things, it kind of breaks the training cycle for a little bit. Yeah. Um, but back at it, and it's the same. Um, there's a few others that um, sort of knock about in the other in the other accolades, like Holly or is a, a former um, British orienteer, Alice, who lives on the Isle of Man. There's a few really good runners. If they all turn up, they can mix it. You know, they won the team prize at Fairfield. Fairfield, Fairfield, and didn't well, how did they? How did you guys get on at uh, the Hodgsons last year? Did you win something? Oh, yeah. We won the mixed. So yeah, the mixed. Four really fast women, yeah. <laughs> and then, then it sort of drops off a bit. And uh, yeah. we've got four distinctly average men. And between us, we can we can win the mixed. We can't compete for like the full ladies or the full men. So we've just not got strength in depth. I mean, if anyone wants to join Black Team, that'd be awesome. But yeah, uh, no plug. Um, <laughs> I I just think it's brilliant. The fact that our our women's team's far more successful than the men's. Yeah. Um, You know, they they are like inspiringly good. And um, my wife, uh, Jess, ran the like fourth leg for the British champs, you know, the British relays Mm -hmm. when when it was held at Ambleside about four or five years ago. And she was the anchor leg. They were a bit short on it. They were short of a runner. She stepped in last minute sort of thing. She's not amazingly fast. She's brilliant, but she's not, uh, yeah. you know, an elite leg four runner. Yeah. And um, yeah, she got handed the baton in first place with Hannah Horsburgh, oh. uh, you know, coming up quick behind as the next runner on that leg. She was like running with fear. And I think uh-huh. Hamble coming close. I think uh, Astrid Gibbs was coming. Hannah pipped her. She got quite clear of her on the last descent. And then uh, someone else came through. And I think Ambleside, yeah, Astrid Gibbs was chasing Jess into the finished field, but Jess held on for a bronze. So even Jess has now has got uh, the bronze yeah, medal in that. And yeah. the women, you know, and I, I've, yeah, I've not, not done anything like that. <laughs> Miles <laughs> off. Well, not quite oh. top, I'll take that. Yeah. Yeah, that was a nice team effort. And there's a lovely picture on your, um, on, on your public facing Facebook group as well, which is, uh, oh, yeah. 
it's everybody in fancy dress <laughs> like my oh, idea brilliant. yeah oh, it's, like... Honestly, it's so good so so to do cool Tell us about that. yeah will ross is our um he's sort of he's he's, he's a bit of a dude um in the club and yeah. it's his birthday and brilliant. um and he runs it every year um this little it's an, it's not a race it's absolutely not a race it's a downhill dash uh social run it has to be branded as such um and it's just basically club run club members and and mates and yeah. a, a walk up to the summit of core so the the last descent of long Dudden uh-huh. is this route basically so you yeah. walk up to the summit of core on like the 11th of december sort of thing uh-huh. midwinter in snow sometimes in fancy dress so it's just Anyone does it, but you do it in the most ridiculous fancy dress you can possibly come up with. You know, someone's gone dressed as like a fighter pilot in a giant cardboard box plane. You know, <laughs> you know, Anna Lumpton came up with a Christmas present one year with just her hands and head popping out. Like she couldn't run down. <laughs> it was very dangerous, actually, in reflection. You know, Harry has turned up in just like um, a mini skirt and that's it. Is he just in disco pants on this one? He seems to. Is that the guy? Is that Harry in the little yeah. multicolored shorts? I'll put it up yeah. if I can. If I have your permission to share it for the listeners. Yeah, yeah, it is ridiculous. You know, I I'm dressed there, and um, I think I was Ghostbusters. Yeah, I'm <laughs> Ghostbuster, or I can't remember. It, it. Oh, was it? What was it? Was that last year's? Was it this year? I don't know what it was this year. I think I was dressed jointly something with Jess. I can't remember what it was. With Charlie in it as well. Um, it might have been a space. Oh, space! It was spacemen. Yeah. Charlie was in his back carrier in the um, as a, as the shuttle, and I was the jet propulsion. <laughs> it was an astronaut. Was, you put I put more time and effort into that than preparing for a race. You know, you get all your kit out. Of it. it took me hours. It was great, but it's fun because you finish. And the brilliant thing is, it's like about ten minute dash down, and people will know about it when you're doing the long Duddon race. It's yeah. it's incredibly painful in the long Duddon, but in this, it's fun. Yeah. And uh, but the winner isn't the one that gets to the pub first. It's the one that finishes the pint first. So you've got a oh. table for the pint. So you get I've come down in third, fourth, and then finished first by necking the pint. Or oh, another you, talent. You know, is that another talent you have there? Is that Josh? <laughs> it is the ability to run really fast and then down a pint. Um yeah, I learned that one at uni. That was that was one that, 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 that yeah, I'm not particularly proud of, but you sort of learn to open your gullet a bit, don't you? Um, <laughs> Yeah, so, well, it's fun. There's a few that are quicker. They just have to be behind you. But the other thing about that race is it's it's um it's staggered. So we have our Christmas party the night before. Mm-hmm. So you, in that Christmas party, you go round, and the drunker you get, the better it is. They decide the starting order based on speed. So I'm usually one of the last ones off with Harry. So we're freezing at the top, and like you know some of the some of the slower or older runners or have you're off first and then there's a bit of negotiation and bartering with will's wife all all evening so you try and play with drinks and it's quite fun and you just come up with some obscene you know handicaps and uh, yeah you get someone that's you've never met before like joe's mate that tom turns up and you're like who's this and they just give him a ridiculous handicap and you sat there waiting i remember remember one year where's wally yeah got lost she went off the wrong way and went down into the wrong valley. So all down in the pub, thinking we might have to call Mountain Rescue. We won't. We'll go find oh, where's Wally? Anyway, she turned up very quickly after, so it was all right. But um, we just we just pictured the news story of that one would be quite entertaining. <laughs>
<laughs> I think it would, yeah. So yeah, that's just one of the silly things we we do as a club, really. Um, yeah. And um, yeah, we link to we link to many things, um, and and Long Dudden the race is one of them. Yeah. Um, you know, we've got an affiliation. It's weird. It's not one of our club races. We have okay. club races like Blackcomb and um, yeah. Dunedin Core. Um, you know, dark side of the coombe, things like that. But we don't have Dudden officially. We have the race committee, the race organizers officially, James Goff, who is a black yeah. coombe runner. Yeah. And it's the Dudden Valley Race Committee, which we have a load of black coombe runners on and then loads of black coombe volunteers. So we're kind of like, yeah, kind of affiliated to it, I suppose, but not really. Um, but it's in our valley, really, in terms of racing. So we'll help out and, yeah, it'll be good. So, do you want to talk about that the race? Or yeah, uh, well, how how long have how long have Black Coon Runners been going? So I I looked at your website and I thought it was very sort of modern and fresh, and I was like, oh, but I'll I'll speak to Black Coon because I mean I'm I'm not that I'm not that okay with everything in fell running. So I was like, this seems like quite a new modern club. And Bart was like, they've been around for ages, mate. <laughs> yeah, they have. I don't know how long. That's a really good question. You've stumped me. Yeah, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie. Maybe like maybe 30 years or something they've been around a long time it was originally a road running base ah, around yeah, the yeah. Millam sort of area and there's a book all about it that i definitely read but it was years ago and i've forgotten it yeah um, so that that's really where they come from but now it's definitely more of a fell running club and i think we've we released our road running like affiliation of the club mm. so so we we don't even do road running now we do like we do yeah. fell, fell running predominantly, but yeah, so it's not that that old um, as a fell aspect specifically. But um, yeah, like I say it's quite a small club. Um, yeah, we, we like to bat above our average a little bit, like winning winning the uh, the you know the Hodgson's mixed and things like that. It's quite mm. fun because you turn up in a black coon vest and you're an underdog. You never expected to do anything. Yeah, so it's quite fun when you do. So it's quite nice and. Um, you know, you probably feel similar when you're in, in Totley, you sort of don't yeah. feel like a massive pressure. Like if you're wearing a Keswick vest or something or a dark peak, it's sort of all target on like, your back. <laughs> yeah. 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 Whereas maybe like this, and particularly I think people sort of that know me recognize me, oh, it's Josh, just really tall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, no, that's great. I mean, like, I think. I think it's nice to with with doing this podcast it's nice to get about and you know sample different parts of the fell running scene and, and get to meet people from different groups and yeah it's that your identity is black coom you're kind of saying like yeah underdog is it's a nice it's a nice little role to have in the fell running world but you're obviously quite competitive to win the mixed at the hodgson's you say you've got a good ladies side and then you win and then you and Harry have won Old County Tops, so... Yeah, it's all right. We've got Solid. a few. We lack, we lack strength in depth. When 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 we drop a couple <laughs> of runners, we're in a bit of trouble. So trying to persuade some good runners, to come, more good runners to join the club. But, you know, 
Equally, yeah. you don't have to be a good runner to, to run with a black team at all. We love just randomers that just come from nowhere, join the club as anyone does, and you're strangers yeah. for 30 seconds, and you just, like, that's the brilliant thing about fell running, isn't it? It doesn't matter what club you're in. No. Everyone's dead friendly. They're just like the nicest people you ever meet, fell runners. I love yeah. it. You just stand in the field and just chat to someone stood next to you and yeah. just have a crack, aren't you? It's great. It's so much more. I used to play cricket. And yeah. Oh my God! Some of the people were just—you just—you just had a miserable Sunday. Like, don't play cricket. <laughs> it'd like, be nice. Like, don't yeah. be—you know, there's no need to be like that. I mean, speaking of tall, actually, here's, here's an anecdote. I used to play cricket <laughs> with England's tallest man, uh, Paul really? Sturge. He's, he's he's seven foot seven officially, I think, nearly seven foot eight. He played for the Harlem Globetrotters for a bit. He was signed for them a few years back. Yeah. He's played with them and and and. Did pretty well for that, but you know he wasn't he wasn't very good at cricket. I tell you that. You know, <laughs> bowling, he took one stride and delivered a bouncer. It was amazing. <laughs> um, and his batting, as long as they put it in the direction of the stumps, he was out. But but he loved it, you know. And uh, it was a really good laugh because it was, it was me who was six, six five, Paul seven foot eight, Paul's dad who's six foot ten. Wow. Uh, you know, and there's a few others that were in this sort of oh, well over six foot bowlers in the team. We weren't brilliant as a team, but it was like the land of the giants. Yeah, you um, just signed up to the wrong sport. <laughs> that's it, yeah, basketball. <laughs> now, it, you know, it was it was a body double in that Lord of the Rings saga thing. You know, that not the proper Lord yeah. of the Rings, the little TV one. He's oh, well, the tall giant guy. He's the body yeah. double for that. That was quite cool. He's like, oh, I've just been down in uh, New Zealand filming this stuff. Like, it's been really cool. So, oh, oh wow. so it's quite quite a dude. But, yeah, yeah. And then, um, I've got quite a tough tough. I don't know why I'm telling you about height. I'm going to be able to touch a height. Great. My brother, I've got a brother. I've got four brothers, and um, you said your brother bad. for Saracens. Yeah, brother Ollie plays for Saracens. So he's yeah, just broke into the first first team this year. So he's only joined them halfway through this year because he played for Wasps and then Wasps imploded didn't they with the financial cry I don't know if anyone follows or pierces a running podcast <laughs> and um, that them and, and another club have gone under and Ollie was effectively made redundant as a 21 year old lad going oh flip what oh, do no. I do but fortunately he'd been on the England books as a like under 18s under 21s yeah. so he got picked up um, by Saris who were you know they've just won the premiership yesterday or day yeah. before um, so he's landed on his feet, but it's tough because he's with like the best players. But you know, he's knocking about with Andy Farrell, not Andy Farrell. Um, the, basically, you know, he's, but he's a unit. He's my height. Well, he's just smaller than me, just for clarity. I am taller than him, but um, <laughs> but he's he's about five stone heavier than me. Uh, so he's an absolute unit. And we, we, me and brothers all have a sprint race every now and again just to qualify who is the fastest. And annoyingly, he did win um, the last uh, time I did it last summer. It was a 60-yard dash across the football pitch. You need so, to rig it. You need to put a hill in it. Well, he rigged it because he was wearing he was wearing his, his rugby boots. Or his, like, you know, like football boots sort of thing. And it was a bit of a damp day. I was in just road trainers, you know. My, my brother, Ollie, you know, he was all geared up. I think one of the guys was in Brogue. So, you know, I don't think it was a fair rate. But we did have him back. And uh, there's a family wedding. Like, one of my 
my stepsister's getting married in the summer, so we might have to find a way there to reunite and have another race. But I bet he's not allowed to now in his contract. No, I bet he's not allowed to say you're not going to get him on the fells till he's retired. I don't think Fabio is going to be very happy if he rocks up with an <laughs> ankle sprain from a family fell race. <laughs> Yeah. Well, speaking of injuries, I, I was really sad to see uh, Jack Wright dropped out of uh, Jura oh, this no. week. He, he tripped and fell, I think, but near near the end, and you know had a big hit to the head. Oh God, um, I hope he's all right. I didn't know well, that. I don't know the details. Obviously, as people listening will know, but yeah, I yeah. think he had a bit of a knock and um, was airlifted off. I think because there was no proper medical looking after stuff. I think he was a bit concussed, chipped a tooth. Oh no! So yeah, and some you know, but the brilliant thing about foreigners is that the guys that are right up there at the sharp end stop to help. You know, they yeah. just run past, wave at him, stand on him as they go past. You know, yeah. <laughs> cheers. Um, they stop to help and sacrifice. I think there are a few Carnethy lads that sacrifice their race oh, and stuff. noble and the right thing to do. Yeah, um, you know, wish him a speedy recovery. Oh um, that, yeah, no, we should because I think um, Bart was very pleased one time. Um, yeah, that he'd come up to him and said that he listens to the podcast. So we know he no, probably I'm is. Out. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah, we know he probably is out there listening to this. And uh, I hope he, I hope he gets well, has a speedy recovery. And uh, yeah, no, no. I hope Jack's all right. I, I, I bumped into one of his uh, Ambleside uh, teammates today, actually, out, out on Beacon Fell, which is just above uh, Coniston. If anyone's been with an escape from the hordes on this bank holiday weekend, I mean, like yeah. Coniston absolute chaos um it's just quite nice to run around there that just walked up with the little one and had a picnic sort of thing just bumped into jack and uh, sorry jack um oh crikey the name's gone completely blank uh, he, he works in the blooming english champion last year what's his name what the hell english champion last year matthew elkington Elk, I can't believe I had a mind. Proper blank man. You have to edit that bit out. Yeah, bumped into Elkington with Eve just having a run out and a, and they swam out, swam out into the middle of the the tarn. You know, as we were just eating and Matt just shouts, "Have you got any food?" Like, uh, <laughs> just eat it all. Just eat some pasta. Uh, t- I've got I've got some Percy pigs. Other oh, sweets are available. Um, and I, I, I so I swam out to him with some Percy pigs. and gave him and Eve some Percy pigs in the middle of the town. That was quite a random day. That is a random story. I <laughs> said, <laughs> <laughs> oh, "Are you set? Are you ready for the long dudden?" I think Eve was. Matt was playing it down a little bit. I'm not sure if he's that keen. Yeah, <laughs> airfield, but. Um, it's brilliant, Matt. Matt works in the same office as me, basically, um, oh. which is really so. Oh, yeah, I work with Matt. So I chat with Matt every now and again and try and avoid talking about work. Um, <laughs> cool, you know, he's very, very chill, very humble guy. That is yeah. running abilities, you know, immensely good at route running. Yeah. yeah. I couldn't believe that he did that downhill to finish uh, the English champs off last year with, with a basically knackered ankle like the, the, the pain he must have been in but but the exhilaration of knowing he was going to win i suppose yeah through. he was he was crooked for ages yeah he had a big he showed me photos he had a massive fat ankle after that yeah yeah it was bad bad yeah. but you know commitment that's what you need isn't it so yeah we we've covered we've covered being tall uh which yeah. actually that was my favourite bit of the uh, 
the Fairfield Review actually when Alex said I was really tall that made my day. Something <laughs> of an accolade in there, you know. Being tall isn't a choice though, is it? Like it'd be cool if oh you got really cool hair or something like that. Yeah. No, I I just did this completely by accident. I'm Charlie <laughs> Bates. Quite tall, yeah. Yeah, it's really shit in youth hostels as well when your feet come out at the end of the bed. Oh, don't don't get me started. Yeah, <laughs> fell running shoes, you know, on the limit of the sizes. You know, oh, what size like, feet are you like? A, t- a thirteen or something? Twelve. So, so I'm all I'm all right, but I wouldn't want to be my mate Paul. That's like that seven foot eight guy, size like nineteen feet. He has to have them bespoke made. Up, can you imagine trying to get a pair of Walsh's size <laughs> eighteen? Wow. Um, you reckon that would make it harder to descend as well? I mean, you got more, you got more chance of getting that thing trapped somewhere, aren't you? Well, you have. That's it. I, I, you're a disadvantage, I think, a little bit being really tall. Um, <laughs> but I don't know. I think there's advantage to fact. You, you're yeah. carrying more weight as well. Yeah. So you know, for, for 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 the you know the the, the level of skinniness, um, to but with the height, you're just adding like another few kilos on. So every impact of your foot is going to slide a little bit more, isn't it? It's going to have a bit more force through it. You know, Josh, this is exactly why I got you on. That I just wanted someone to put out the tall person excuses for me. <laughs> so I've got so many. <laughs> I've got so many. <laughs> but I love it because. There's a lad called Ben Proctor at Helm that I've I've raced neck and neck with for years. Um, like literally, been, same height. But no, he's not. He's he's about five foot six or something. He's going to call me out and say he's five foot six and a half or something now. But we're like complete Scandal. opposite of the of the heights, but yeah. we're neck and neck on the climbs, on the flats and the descents. Like we've done races, we literally ran alongside each other the entire race, uh, which is really cool. It just shows, you know, that it. it Size doesn't really matter, I don't think. But you just said it has, so... <laughs> it <doesn't. laughs> I use it when it's excuse when I need to. It matters yeah. in the heat. I think it matters in the heat. Long Duddon looks set to be hot. Or oh. certainly, certainly warm. I mean, it's been dry, hasn't it, for a long time now. It's like, I was out there today, it was like cracked earth. You yeah. know, it's positively arid out there. <laughs> um, there's not that much water on the course, and... It, it, those who know Long mm. know know that it's it's particularly bad weather and claggy and wet and horrible, windy usually. So this is quite unusual conditions. So it's quite yeah. good for a chance race in in people that are like travelling from a long way that don't have time to recce it or get to know it that sort of thing, which is great. Yeah. But for those with local knowledge, like. I'd count myself as one of those now. Yeah. Um, knowing where I'm going, I know all the lines. It's a bit annoying, really, because I, I was like, I pray for Clag. I hope, hope it's really bad weather because I can yeah, find yeah. you know. Uh, well, I, I listened. I I follow no 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 black coon runners after your little yeah. uh, your little preview. Well, so uh... I, I run with them. Um, I did it a few years ago. Um, it must have been pre-COVID. I was running with James Harris. I don't know if you know Pop Harris. I'm oh, also. Okay. Um, but anyway, we we I ran with him down, and then we turned right and went across a up little stand, which gets in a bit. But up up there, mm. we were going along. It was like we can't see anyone ahead of us. Where's everyone? And then we looked back, and it was like Rob Jeb and the whole front of the field were coming up behind us, and then proceeded to run through us. But they yeah. just overshot the turning off off uh, hard knock. Uh-huh. So it, there is a lot of room for error out there if the clag's down, but. Um, yeah, not to be. James then carried on running with them and just left me. But the brilliant thing was, James then went off off the top a little stand just yeah. out behind him, 
and proceeded to carry on towards the Crinkle Crags mm-hmm. and not towards um, sort of underneath Cold Pike and, and round, round to the Three Shire Stone. He ran off the fell running map um, and had to ask some tourists where to go. And they, they were pointing out, he said, well, they were starting pointing out the Crinkle Crags and S Pike and things. There's some really nice hills over there. And he's like, I'm in a race. I just need to get back to the race. It's <laughs> <laughs> really funny. Anyway, yeah. Should we talk about Long Dudden then? The route? Yeah. Should we start at the start? Right. I was just thinking that. Should we go with, um, yeah, do you talk, maybe you can give us a little, I mean, I've got the map out, but like you're saying, there's not too much, there's not going to be too much drinking water out there either for a long one. Well, you, you start, so you start just down from the new field in, in the field, it's about 10 minute mar- march from the car park, which by the way, will be tight. So if you can yeah. car share, little plug there, car share, please. Um, Love it. It'll be tight. Um, it's, yeah, it's about 10, 15 minute walk through, starting the field. Uh, and that's about as wet as it is really there, the pub, yeah. um, so have a drink. Um, and then <laughs> maybe not not alcohol, don't contain that. Um, crack, you, you crack on then up, up up and, and through some crags, I can't remember what they're called, and you, you head up towards Heart of Fell. And yeah. that, don't, you don't have to worry about that because you're in a procession, aren't you? It's an English yeah. chance, so it's 400 runners. Um, you're going to just follow someone's arse, basically, aren't you? Um, <laughs> it's fine. And that, that can be a bit boggy, but I think that'll be quite dry. Um, yeah. You don't need any water at that point because it's it's early in the race. Yeah. You go through some nice woods, um just before Hartafell, and you turn right and you go up a very steep way onto Hartafell. And you uh-huh. recce it recently, didn't you? Heard that on the Yeah, I wasn't really fit to recce, so I just went on a bike ride up yeah. Rhino's Pass and uh, yeah. not pass. <laughs> so I've got no well, right. route. <laughs> so, so basically, you turn right of these woods and you crack yeah. on, and it's quite steep. And you get to the top of Heart, Heart and you're, you're quite relieved. Actually, um, got an anecdote about that. Go um, on. There was a chap uh, called Les Ashcroft about about thirty years ago. Don't be, I'm not going to be precise. In the nineties, is this? Yeah, about nineties yeah. sort of time. He 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 was a marshal. It's quite sad, really. He was a marsh. He was volunteer marshal, local builder, making his way up, and he he died on the way up to marshal. Oh, it's no. really unfortunate, you know. Um. Anyway, this year they they're commemorating him. So there's a there's a trophy for first under twenty three male and females, yeah. Um, at the base in his honours, there's a leg- there's a bonus little trophy that that's being awarded this year because oh. of this this chap. No one's really they never really made anything of it. Made a big deal of it. So they want to recognise him. You know, local family and things. Yeah, you budding under twenty three runners. You want to get that trophy? Um, yeah. So off off hearter. Eh? Yeah, it can be fun because there's a bit of line choice through there, but it's it's head head for hard, not pass. Which I don't know if you went that that one on your bike, but that's a yeah. bit severe. Yeah, I did. That was great. Yeah, I loved it. Yeah. Good. Did you put? Did you did you have to get off, or did you make it all the way? I made it all the way, but I was doing it in reverse. I was coming from oh, yeah. rhinos, so rhinos side up. Yeah, yeah, it's still pretty severe. It was great. Yeah, yeah. brilliant. It's good. It's good on. The, I I got the king of the mountain on the mountain bike going down the other side down the Here road. We go. You know, because um, most people do on the road bike, but I have this cunning plan. <laughs> I'll just go down on the mountain bike and you can slightly cut the corners a little bit, uh, you know, because you're on a mountain bike. You can take yeah. the edges a bit rougher, you know, you can hit the potholes and you just pin your ears back, drop your saddle and open the vest. That was <laughs> that must be 
that must be ten years ago when I did that. I don't know, but but I've not. I don't think I've been dethroned. This is um, lovely. Anyway, we, we, we're, getting a, we're getting a story. We're getting a story at every bend of the Dudden route. I'm going to be like running <laughs> it, going, "Oh, that's where Josh went down on his mountain bike." Oldwick impression. Generally, what happens? I mean, we do our um, our social runs at Blackcomb on a Tuesday night, and they're just a right laugh because it's just a trot round. You end up just pointing at racing lines and chatting yeah. about stuff, and it's all this. You know, it's just I like the idiocy of it all and just anecdote. That's a brilliant thing about well, nothing too serious here. <laughs> to get you go off harder, don't you? You got to get yep. to you got to go to hard knock, and that's probably the hardest summit to find. It's a bit okay. like higgledy piggledy through there, but it's clear you'll find it easy enough. But there's a nice stream there on the way through. You cross the road, yeah. You go up about two hundred meters along the little trod, and then there's a little stream, so you can get water there if you trust it. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Have a filter or something. Yeah, um, that's a nice little stream. And then if it's still going, it was. It's not very deep anymore. Um, and then and then you got to go off off there and across the little stand. Yes. So. This is where it gets fun. Um, take any line you like. There's not really a trod anywhere. Uh-huh. It's a bit rough underfoot. So follow someone at your peril. Um, you can turn immediately off the summit. You can go a little way, turn. You can go a lot further and turn. You can go a very long way and you've gone wrong. Yeah. Um, but you basically got to get down and then you got to go up little stand, which I've always said is like the most horrific climbing fell running. Um, because it's just you've come off quite a rough descent and then you've got to go up a very, very steep climb and it takes ages. Yeah. There's a bit of water at the start of it. You can fill up a little bit there and at the very bottom in one of the streams if it's yeah, running. If it's it, yeah. yeah, so that's all right. And uh, you, you hit the summit and, again, there's a few ways to the summit. You can go around to the left, round to the right, straight through the crags. Did that once in the clag. Scared myself quite a lot. Um, <laughs> didn't want to repeat that. <laughs> That was the first time I did that race. That, that was a bad day. I, I, I got overtaken three times by my mate Tim, I think, on that race because I just kept going wrong. Uh, I didn't know where I was going. I dropped down right into Cockley back at the bottom of Rhino's Pass at one point. I had to climb back up to get to the Three Shires Stone, which is where we headed to next. When you, went, you, you go around Cold Pike, there's a cracking little trot if you can find it to, to uh, Cold Pike. Is that a that. place where I could get away with following a black coom? Could I see mm. a very tall one yeah. in the distance? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're probably all right to follow me through there. If you're with me, Charlie, you can, you can go around, you know, if you're ahead of me and you want to just stop and wait for me, that'll be cool. Um, <laughs> and we'll, 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 I'll take you through there. It's a lovely little trot. It's fun. But yeah, I bottled it. Then I was on it years ago and just turned right and just regretted it. Um, but then yeah, you drop down and you sort of come come to the Three Shire Stone, which has now been replaced. Yeah, because you know, someone crashed into it oh, um, on a car. And uh, yeah, no, <laughs> it's it's up onto up onto great up onto well, what's it? Swirl Howe from there basically. Uh-huh. So you got to scoot round under Great Car. You go, you go just past the wreckage of the. Um, the old World War Two bomber that crashed there. Sort of skirt around that. If you get near that, you're all right. And uh, yeah, and then you crack on underneath. So there's a nice little trod that takes you through to where you're going next. Um, well, you're going to Dow Crag, aren't you? Yeah. So you skirt under and round and get across the Dow Crag. It's a nice trod that did on Old Counties. So yeah. I'll, I'll reminisce along there. But if there's anyone near me, like, get out of earshot to be like, oh, I ran along here in the Old Counties the other day. Um, 
Where did you come again in the old counties? Oh, come. oh by the way, did I, did, did I mention we won the mixed type prize as well? <laughs> uh, Tim, Tim and Sarah were mixed mixed team. No, team prize we won, and Tim and Sarah were mixed team as well. <laughs> anyway, I'm not dropping black team. Um, pack a lot of punch. Um, we, <laughs> we then we then climbed <laughs> down tag. Like you got to yeah. go to Dalkag, and there's a few ways onto Dalkag. You follow the tourist path, you might go too far wrong, but there's yeah. some sneaky gospel lines. Um, and then from there is a horrendous traverse. Although, have you done that? Have you done that? Bit? I didn't. I no, I I didn't do that bit. I did. I did a little. I've, I've done. I've done like two percent of the race. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting well, near it, though. We're getting near the bit. I, I, you don't need to wreck it. Just just look at the map and listen to my my audio cues. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going gonna, gonna to play the podcast in my ear. Yeah. When you get that bit, just press play. Oh, <laughs> this is where Josh bottled it, coming off little sand. <laughs> That's really helpful. <laughs> yeah. Dow Crag, you, you might see the odd runner getting getting up up to there that are doing the short Duddon Pearl race. The short Duddon race is on at the same time as well, which is... A, yes. Which is really badly labelled as short Duddenry. I describe it more as a medium Duddon because it's still quite long. I think it's about eleven miles or something. It's still quite a good route. Yeah, um, it, it does pack a bit of punch. That but medium is not a word that gets thrown out enough, really, is it? Like, yeah, maybe <laughs> maybe they just thought that's not going to get people signing up. Medium no, race. <laughs> medium, yeah, 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 medium Duddon. No, short Duddon. No, that's medium anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> So average is your enemy at the end of the day, isn't it? Medium. It's average. It seems it. Um, you know. I bet so, the best bell runners might actually be medium height people. They are. They are. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Generally, there's a few outliers. You know, you've got like Sam Steed, he's brilliant, he's yeah. tall. You know, um, Jack Eyre at, at um, Eden and Jack down at, um, is he Ilkley? You know, there's yeah. a few good runners that are tall, but it's more anomaly than. It's all about the medium. <laughs> um, but you know, but, back to anyway, the road. <laughs> yeah, under Dow Crag, right? You've got to stay stay under Buck Pride. Now, some people run along the tourist path. I call it tourist path. You know what I mean? The main path along the summits. Yeah, the road. You run along that, and you can get you can go across to Brown Pike, or you can run underneath. If you run uh-huh. underneath, if it's clear, you'll be all right, probably. If yeah. it's not clear, good luck. Um, I've ended up at the Walmart Scar Gate really far down before now. Um, it's it, it's a bit it's a bit it's good. I remember you know Mark Roberts, he's an English champ a few few years back. Now. Is that it's, Kelly? It's, that? Yeah, about sixty now. You won't mind me saying that. <laughs> um, he he. I remember him take take me across there and pointing out a few tricks and lines and tips and things. He's great like that. Um, and you, you you pop out top of Walnut Scar Road, then you've got a lovely traverse across to White Maiden under White Maiden to White Pike. Yeah, yeah. yeah. To White Pike, and you got to st- the thing about Long Duddon is it it's quite long. So at this point, you still got to be able to run. Yeah. And I, I got like last year, I got here and I couldn't run. <laughs> I was knackered. <laughs> and I was like, oh flip, I've overcooked it here. I'm gonna have to run along here. And I can't, and I was just hemorrhaging dying. People were just coming past me like I stood still. What part uh, of you what part of you particularly couldn't run at that point? Well the, well, the legs, really. The, quads, like, the, 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 the whole legs. All of them. 
the whole legs, nothing but the legs. <laughs> I ran out of water, if I'm honest. That's, oh. why, I'm, that's why I'm a bit obsessed about water on this week when it's yeah. warm. And yeah. um, you know, I'd had uh, I'd had Harry go wandering in front of me ahead of us at, uh, at sort of Grey Friars and laughing at that, but not being unable to respond to him when he just eventually decided to run the right way and run through us. <laughs> um, but by the way, at this point, the leading pack are probably about finished. Like we're sort of we're we're above average in the middle somewhere. Um, yeah. So yeah, you get you get you get get to White Pie, and then there's a descent off the back of that that's a bit alarming. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's green, slaty, fun. Um, oh, lovely! Just the the race. So it keeps you keeps you on your toes that bit. Um, and I was I was then chatting to Eva about this at Beacon Town. The way across to Core is a mystery. I'm not going to tell people the way about that. Even in the, in the sun, clear skies, people are going to find their own way through there. Oh, there. there we go. There's lots, of, there's lots of lines through there. I mean, again, you're going to lose or gain minutes if that. Um, but there's a there's a few. I mean, I did it first time I did it in the Clag. Um, first year I did it, I wasn't very experienced as a fellow and as you probably still not. Um, I ended up on the summit of what I thought was core, but transpired to be Pikes, which is the one on the way. Yeah. And I was like looking around going, Where's the marshals? And I was shouting. I was like, Marshals, where are you? So you... I was like, Oh flip, I'm on the wrong summit. <laughs> so when I'm looking at the map. And I don't want to sound like a homophobic, but the great line of straight is great looks all right from White Peak to Core, doesn't it? Mm. Nah. Yeah, you, you do that, Charlie. Yeah, <laughs> you do that. <laughs> you do that, mate. And yeah. we'll see you yeah. in the field afterwards in whatever state you're in. Is that, is that the advice? Straight line <laughs> at your peril. It'll be all right. It'll be all right. Yeah. It's good. You get to the summit and, you know, you get to the summit of core eventually. You can see it, you know, you can see there'll be people up there, won't there? Yeah. You'll see it. It'll be, it'll, it should be clear. It might not be. If it isn't, then fine. And then it's a lovely descent. It's about 10 minutes or something. Six minutes if you're one of these, like Finley Grant, that's at the front end. Actually, down. yeah, but, but but I don't know. I mean, I I I, I dipped into people's Strava Fairfield reviews and I follow Little, um, little. It's not little. <laughs> he's just not. He's just not owed like we are. Um, no, I, but he does seem to have rolled his ankle, and he was talking wow. about old yeah. and he was talking about it being rather large. So wow. I saw him. Saw him yesterday. Yeah. I, 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 honestly, this is complete. Chat. I'm not deliberately done this for this chat. I just bumped it in. I did. He just uh, bumped into a few of the key key players yeah. in the race. <laughs> I, I I was in Coniston. I did this um, Bofra Coniston Gullies race for a bit of a laugh yeah. um, yesterday because I thought, well, I'll go from one extreme to another in a week of old counties yeah, yeah. to, to that. And and he did that and he won that. You know, yeah. He was there and he beat Simon Bailey. He's absolutely brilliant um, downhill as well. He got ahead of him for the descent, I think, yeah. and stayed ahead. And that, I don't, I don't know if you've ever seen that descent or done it, but it is bonkers, mm. you know. It's a bit of a widow maker. Um, there's <laughs> some serious drops and just loose scree. I fell over. Yeah. I went over the. I was in. I was thinking about fifth or something at the summit. I was just behind Ben Moonsey, and uh, I dropped it at the top in the scree. Smashed my elbow down a bit and went. Yeah, I probably ought to. I need to be on work work on Tuesday, so I'm just going to back off now. <laughs> just 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 trotted down, lost lost two places or something, and just got to the bottom alive. Yeah, but. 
I think they, I was maybe like 30, 20 seconds behind them at the summit. They're about three minutes ahead of me by the finish. And it's the, the race is one mile. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, that's how no. badly intended. But how quick they were, you know. But you hear tell a tale. And that's what I was saying. I, I'm, yeah. I mean, I don't want to speculate on other people's injuries. I just hope he's, uh, yeah. he's, he was. Fit. He was he was nursing it. We went for a walk afterwards up and he was nursing it in the stream. He was he had it in there. He was, he was icing it. Yeah. But he, he, he carried on running up to Lever's Water and back, so it can't have been too bad. So yeah. I think yeah, he might just trot round it, get a result in, you know, English champs, get the result in, yeah. and go for it at uh, Sebba Hills for the long at the end of the year when his mm-hmm. ankle's not as sore. Maybe, I don't know, second guessing. But he's, you know, brilliantly flying at the minute. He's a good he's a good runner. Very yeah. good. He's a nice chat too. I've had a few chats yeah. with him over the years. I remember bumping into him on uh, top of Blackcomb in the race a few years ago when he was just starting out. And uh, yeah. he was like wobbling around like, on the way to the South Summit. He was just like stood there, like looking a bit zombie like. It's like, eat your emergency food. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just, just get down. He's like, oh man, I've gone. I've gone. And he does something ridiculous in terms of like his he like cycled there and all sorts of things. And it was just starting out, but sign yeah. of things to come. It was all you know, straight at the front end of the race. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Oh, is it'll be one to watch. So we'll get on to our hot tips. We are yeah. just at are we at right we're at core summit, aren't we? You just gotta get down it. It's as simple as that. It's fun though, the descent, as we alluded to with the core fancy dress downhill. Yeah, it's yeah. You can go hopelessly wrong. <laughs> like you can go all over the place. Got to, you can't switch off at this point. Got yeah. to, got to go straight down. I mean, yeah. I'm not going to give away the line, but there's a few little ways. But you aim, you're aiming for a wall. Use the wall as a handrail on your right hand side. If you hit that, worst yeah. case scenario, you don't really want to hit that. So you got to drop down a few little ledgy bits. Um, there's a nice style across. Uh, and then get over a big, you know, big wooden style, and then you can see the new field in the pub. Yeah, just aim for that, basically. Yeah. Um, get down as best you can. Enjoy it. You know, it's a brilliant little descent. It's a bit boggy in places. Probably quite dry now. Just, just, and, uh, just to make sure for any eagle-eyed lis- listeners, um, eagle-eared. Don't know if that really works as a phrase, but the the race doesn't finish in the pub, does it? Finish is just behind it. Just behind it, okay. No, yeah, you don't finish with a pint. No, you can do. <laughs> but yeah, it just finishes in the field behind Just it. make you sure down. you find the finish of the race. Yeah. <laughs> and just head well, for the I'm pub after, after doing the whole along dudden. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you just run the wrong way. Yeah. <laughs> Tragic, that would be, but doable for them, I'm sure. That, okay. Maybe that was my cunning plan. I've been giving you the wrong direction as a whole way around the room. <laughs> <laughs> to throw people off. <laughs> yeah, brilliant. I like it. But but I tell you what, the record. Yeah. You know, the record is handy around it. It's 18 miles, 6,000 feet of climb. Mm-hmm. And um, Ian Holmes has got the record, I think. Two hours, 42. That's what you got to wow. do around here. Two hours, 42. Wow. Um, and that, you know, it's that's, that's that's a good time. But do you know the women's record? There. Do you know the women's Sorry. record, Josh? The women's. Oh yes, it's a Jay uh, McIver in three eleven. Wow. So three hours eleven, which is again really quick, but that's yeah. doable. 
Terrible. It depends who's there from, from the women. Let's do that. Let's have a look who's there from the women. So I had a little Thank scroll through. Philippa Williams, the current leader, is not there. Is that yeah. right? She's not, She's on, the not list. on the list. She's not on the list. Um, because yeah. I've put her as a rival for that, that, that record. Yes. Um, um, the two old county tops winners, Christina Verdini, Nick Jackson, she's there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah the old county lady. They, you know, Despina was rapid and going well. Yeah. Yeah, I put Nick Jackson up there. She's running brilliantly again, you know. Yeah. Um, she, she was just, I think she was like on the shoulder at um, Longmind. They were yeah. running very similar to each other all the way around there. And similarly at Fairfield, I think I was just ahead of her. Um, you know that. that so I'm always somewhere near near Nick Jackson. I don't know why. I just end up near Nick at the minute. Um, Sharon Taylor. I've not know, got Sharon Taylor down. I've searched for her up there. there. No, uh, Sharon, she's I, good at this. You know, long long done, and she knows her way around that. I would have thought she'd be brilliant, wouldn't she? Um, Vic Wilkinson's there. Uh, yeah. She's one to watch out for, but I couldn't really see really well at the minute. I couldn't see Darren. Antonia Fan. Yeah. Antonia she's... Fan's running very, very well. And I saw she's got um Martin Cox as her coach. She's uh putting his stuff out on Instagram and her little her little face popped up. So that could be one that could be an interesting one, one to watch. Quiet. Let's get that one quiet. All right, okay. I need to talk to her about that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, uh, Antonio, if I've outed your ambition. Oh, <laughs> good for you. <laughs> I hope it goes well. <laughs> a lot of these, a lot of these good, maybe it's something we should take up, Charlie. Do you have a coach? I don't have a coach. I, no, I don't. No, uh, I've got I've got a camper van. Hey, um. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. The I, once crashed, I once crashed a minibus in the lakes, but that's a there you go. Oh, <laughs> the Sheffield Wednesday Academy minibus. I uh I smashed it into oh. a dry stone wall uh, oh. <laughs> on an under 23s uh, trip, and I got a rather a lot of abuse. I only you it was just a scratch, but um <laughs> just the flesh wind, right? Yeah, yeah. A, yeah, I got a bit on that for a few years. Um oh. yeah, so Antonia, Lisa Watson, Vespina Burdini, Nick Jackson, Kat Taylor. She's there, isn't she? Well, I don't know. Cause she because because she won the um three peaks. Yeah. I'm not sure if she's gonna do it because she's got she qualified for the worlds. So she might have dropped out. I'm not sure. I think, I think that would be I think that would be sensible. I imagine Team GB might be saying Maybe might do Dudden Valley. Do. I don't think do. I'm just guessing. Yeah. Just guessing. Um these big shots, they have to balance it all, don't they? Um, you know, whereas whereas you know, I could just turn and run three races in a week, no one cares. I'll just do very averagely at all of them and it doesn't matter, you just go and enjoy it, don't you? You can climb yeah. down a buffer race, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was basically my buffer race was a walk. Just walk, <laughs> just, like, and walk down. <laughs> just just a one mile walk. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I was mean there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're factually correct. Yeah. <laughs> and then the and then we've got the men. So, like you say, the elk, the running elk. He is. Uh, Lick, he's been licking his wounds in a ton, but he's. Uh, I reckon he's. He, this 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 route's got to suit him, hasn't it? He's got a. I think it's he'll. Rough. 
you know, he, he's a he's still a phenomenal runner. You know, he is a fell running champion, and I don't think like <laughs> walk away. You can walk away on your def you know on your title defense year without without giving it all a good go. So uh, yeah, let's hope he run runs well, and he will be on the heels of. I'll let you. I'll let you pick pick some more names. Well, Billy and Dan on the list. I think they are, yeah. I saw Mr. Howard running well today as well. Nice. Yeah, they've they got to be up there. And they do well. I remember seeing them at quite a hot Annadale and they were head and shoulders. But they do well in the heat, I think. So, yeah. you know, it's a bit like you're betting on horse racing, you know, like the ground's fair and it's hot, you know. <laughs> Who would you bet on? I, I love ones. it. Yeah, let's say the ground's fair. I mean, yeah, well, I mean, Matlock, um, it's, it's, yeah, it's, uh, it's a very hot place. Matlock Bath is basically a seaside <laughs> town, so it, yeah. they're like in, they're like on the English equator in Matlock. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I, yeah, do it. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Maybe that's the Ilkley as well. You know, actually, Matlock Matlock might even be the the most southern fell running club. Well, I don't know. You might. I don't know. I, I guess. Don't, don't I guess no. Because Mercia would Mercia fell runners are probably gonna. Burn yeah. my podcast now. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> some of our clubs might not be too happy either. But yeah, there's, <laughs> there's probably, yeah, there's probably some more like it could be a Cornish one right there, Fell Running Club, which is a few, you know. As a, de as a proud Devonshire man, Cornwall can get stuffed. <laughs> Maybe that's the one you can speak to on another podcast. You could interview the most southerly Fell Running Club. Yeah, I wouldn't if they're Cornish. They can't. They, they can't even put a scone together. So oh. we, we've got we've got Matt Elkington, Dan Howarth. I think we can't forget my uh, last guest, Ben Rothery. Ben Rothery, definitely. Yeah, he's right up there. Yeah, Brennan Townshend. The Brennan, the fantastic quadriceps of Brennan Townshend will be there. Um, yeah. Ben Charrock isn't a bad ben little runner, and, and, and neither is fin Finley Grant. So Finley. There's, there's a few names just to throw out I, there. I'd never write, I'd, you know, there's some good runners. I think people that will be up there, I think like Sam Steed will be up there because he's, he's running really well again now. He's, he's, and he's he's just very graceful over the fells and he's good in the, in the hot. I don't know. I don't know. It's anyone's guess. I won't know until I finish because yeah. they'll have finished probably for half an hour at least. Yeah. Had a pint, chilled out, warming down, come back again, and then we finish, you know. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's quite exciting. It'd be quite good afterwards. I think there's a bit of a bit of a do afterwards. I think there's a band, isn't there? There's a band on yeah. it down the hall, isn't there? There's a band on in the evening and um, you know, you're right at the pub. So I think that leads us lovely into my next question music if you had a walkout theme tune josh for done and Dave, what would you come out to i'd i'd probably come out to to chumba wumba um would i get knocked down you love um, it. well because well for many reasons but one is because i'll probably fall over and then i'll have to get up again and you just <laughs> if you have that song in your head as you're running you'll be smiling won't you yeah yeah you know, we'll be singing when we're winning. When we're, when we're winning, you know, <laughs> I'll, I'll not be singing because I won't be winning. Um, but also, you know, because it's a proper, it's got foul running roots, hasn't it? Because it's, you know, Bob Bob Wally, you know, the the author of the yeah, the Gary Devine. If you've not read that book, brilliant. Yeah, it's great, it. isn't it? He's got another book. 
Run Wild, which has got some good yeah. bits, but he spends a phenomenal amount slagging off marathons in it. Like, oh. if, if, you, if you don't like marathons, read that book. He's going to yeah. slag him off. That's a great choice. Mm, thanks. Do you have... It, it, <laughs> That you don't have to have a piece of classical music but for copyright reasons that often where I end up going. <laughs> uh, my, look at oh, your face. That, that can be one of the best. Hey? May, may, maybe something very, very like light-hearted and, and jovial. Something like um, a bit of, bit of like Tchaikovsky or something or Mozart. You know, some of the deep classics. <laughs> I, don't, I, I, I don't I don't know. No idea. That's Classical great. music, I write it off. If you, uh, if you were for a couple of names out there, I'm really getting this this great sound that all fell runners love a bit of classical. Beethoven's first symphony. Go for that. Do that one. <laughs> you know, pretty pretty powerful. I think I'd have to have it playing quite loud and just get everyone pumped and psyched. You yeah. know, ready. But you know, at the end of the day, this isn't a this isn't a trail race in the Alps, is it? You don't have big music playing at the start and wearing visors and long, long, you know, sleeve things above your vests and and you know, or the trail runner go up. This is a fell race. You don't have music blaring at the start, do you? <laughs> no. I mean, but my yeah. daft my my daft fantasy world has got it. Um yes. <laughs> speaking of which, the fantasy fell running restaurant has booked you a table josh you, oh, yeah. you're welcome to bring a fell running legend with you who would you like to bring why and what will you have for your tea that's a good question that i took a, a few there's a few few people can i can i have like a big party no one person yeah yeah you got book it out for a private function <laughs> yeah private, have a big table have a banquet Keith Anderson, I'd go for. Uh, a lot of people might not have heard of him, but he um, did faster, louder, and he gets a good mention in yeah, there. He does. He was because he's tall. British champion in nineteen ninety one. Yeah, I think he lives in my village, or did, but I've never <laughs> met him. And um, he's got the record, the course record of Dunnerdale. So that's my why. He's yeah. got the course record of Dunnerdale. It's about thirty five minutes, and people don't really get under 38 now and um i've done it in about 40 something but i want to know how the hell he did it like where did he like was he just supremely fit or does he know another line because i've I've, like scoured that map like there must i've run it so many times in so many directions there must be a quicker way somewhere how'd you shave like three minutes off whatever the quickest time is now i don't know but that's what, yeah. I'll, that's what I'll ask him, you know, and it, it'd be over a pizza because um, pizza is the fuel of champions when it comes to running. Yeah, um, it got me around my Bob Graham. I had some pizza and and it well, it killed my mate, mate Tim that was supporting me on leg four died. Like not literally, but he <laughs> had some pizza. He'd done leg three with me. Came through the transition, ate ate some pizza with me, and then um, proceeded to go backwards up, up onto U Barrow, and and that was it. Never saw him again. So I just oh. left the one place, the Holly, who was brilliant, and she'd never done leg four. So I just gave her the map and the compass and said, just figure it out, sort of thing. Just get me around. And I only had like a packet of fudge in my bum bag, sort of thing. That was it. Like he had oh, all wow. the food and he just like just like waved me on, like, go, leave <laughs> go on without me. Yeah. But um yeah, so I'd have a pizza and have a chat about how the hell he did that 
British foul running. Because he, I think he only started foul running when he was about 30. Wow. He, he, he started late, relatively, which similar to me. I didn't start that, that young. Was he a road runner late. before? Was he a road runner before? No, no I think he was a bit overweight. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. I think he just got into it anyway. Just was amazing. Um, won the British and apparently and I spoke to someone about this the other day because I asked them the question when I knew I was coming on okay. and um, he said they said he was the most phenomenal downhiller it was just yeah. amazingly quick he got, he's got one of the quickest downhill descent times recorded or something like, apparently just dis- disengage brain or something just take it out put it over there and then run downhill <laughs> amazing I'd love to meet him so I need to fi- I need to find him and, yeah, and genuinely to go for a pizza. I think he's in his late, late, mid, late sixties now. So, yeah, hunt him down, and it, it could be a send send us some. You know, wouldn't that be amazing if one of the fantasy fell running meals actually happened? Yeah, I'll do I'll do like like a roaming reporter. I can yeah, feedback with a, an update. How was the pizza? <laughs> That'd be great. We've also got one of those names. That make, he sounds like a footballer, doesn't he? He could have been he could be a professional footballer with that name as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it, Keith Anderson. Look him up. Yeah. Oh, that's a, I like that answer a lot. I had to, I had to be mindful as uh, podcaster, interview, and editor that yeah, we were approaching our last two minutes of my cheap <laughs> free free Zoom, and I really wanted to get. I like those two questions, so I really wanted to get them in. Do you have a final word? To anyone, if you could say just going going into Dudden Valleys, what would you give people as a bit of advice this weekend coming? What would you say? Just go follow back it. home. Enjoy just, it. Just enjoy it. Go out there, and it, it's a long run. Just go and have a good run. And yeah. if you're feeling good by the time you're on White Maiden, push on. Yeah, you know, have a nice day. Take plenty of water. You know. Bit of, bit of salt tabs or something like that, you know. Keep Plenty going. of water, salt tabs, lift, share. Yeah. Long lift run, share. pick it up money on White Maiden. Pint yeah, pint afterwards. I've, have money for a pint of Coke or a beer or what have you, you know. And, and uh, look, look for the tall guy in green because uh, yeah. he knows the yeah. way. Give us a wave as you come flying past. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And actually, I'm a tall guy in green, but I'm a bold one who's got no effing clue where he's going or what he's doing. So don't follow the tall, bold guy in green. Follow the tall guy in green. <laughs> black boom runners on his jacket. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. Yeah. Well, no, absolute pleasure. So yeah, yeah. thanks for thanks for having me on and listening about the the the, the world of black coon. Oh, it's been a cracker. I've really enjoyed it. Um, I might, if I can put out a couple of those pictures, I want to put that fancy dress one out for everyone. Yeah. If everyone's all right with that, and um, yeah. I really enjoyed, I really enjoyed uh, Josh Hartley's magical mystery tour of Dun oh, and yeah. I'm holding the match up now. It was lovely. It. Yeah, no problem. Any time. Yeah, any time. Thank you, and I'll uh, I'll get this out in the next few days. Awesome. Thanks, Charlie. Here's Josh. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Hello, chat on uh, the AI app that I accidentally signed up for an extra month of for $5.99. So better get my money's worth out of it for the podcast. Here's my question. Can you think of any ways I can use this app to make this fell running podcast funnier.
one. Have a random fact segment where you ask the AI language model to generate a random fact about fell running or running in general. You can then discuss and joke about it with your co-hosts. 2. Play a game of finish the sentence where you start a sentence related to running, and then ask the AI language model to complete it. This can lead to some hilarious and unexpected responses. 3. Have a bad running advice segment where the AI language model generates some hilarious and absurd running tips that you can discuss and joke about. Can't wait. 4. Create a running limerick segment where you challenge the AI language model to generate a limerick about running or fell running. You can then read them out loud and rate them for humor and creativity. Remember to keep it lighthearted and fun, and don't take yourself too seriously. Good luck. I like this limerick idea. Could you do me a limerick about fell running involving Daniel Howarth? Sure, here it is. There once was a man named Daniel Howarth, whose love for fell running had great worth. He climbed up the hills with ease, and ran down with such expertise, that his competitors considered him a force. Any more? There was a chap named Daniel Howarth, whose love for running uphills had great worth. With each stride he took, his hair flew like a book, and his luscious locks were adored by all henceforth. Yeah, that's right. I did ask if you could also <laughs> put in something positive about his hair. Okay, that's pretty good. Um, do you think listeners might get a little bit bored if I keep on talking about Dan's hair? Or maybe just find it a bit weird? It's possible that some people may find it a bit unusual or repetitive if you continue to focus heavily on Dan's hair. It might be a good idea to expand on other aspects of his personality or interests to keep the conversation fresh and engaging for everyone involved. That being said, if Dan is known for his unique hairstyle or it's a defining feature of his appearance, it could be a fun and light-hearted topic to touch on occasionally. Thank you, Chaton. Noted. You're welcome. Feel free to reach out if you have any other questions or concerns. Hmm, okay. Is there a way that I can talk about quitting my job as a physiotherapist and going off travelling in my van, touching a little bit on struggling with mental health, but also not making it too heavy or self-deprecating for the uh, fans of the podcast to hear. Just to explain things here, so that I haven't had to sign up to another app, we might have a slightly different voice than previous narrator Brian. We're now moving to AI voice Charles. Yes, there are ways to approach this topic in a way that is relatable and authentic without being too heavy or self-deprecating. One approach could be to focus on the positive aspects of your journey, such as the sense of freedom and adventure you experienced while travelling in your van. You could also talk about the steps you took to prioritise your mental health and the positive changes you made in your life as a result. Another approach could be to frame your story as a learning experience, highlighting the lessons you learned about yourself and your mental health along the way. By sharing these insights, you can help others who may be struggling with similar issues feel less alone and more empowered to take control of their own mental health. Overall, it's important to be honest and authentic in sharing your story, while also being mindful of your audience 
and the impact your words may have on them. With a thoughtful and compassionate approach, you can share your journey in a way that is both meaningful and relatable. Thank you, Chaton. I will try and do this. If you could set such a talk to some classical music, what classical music would you choose? That's a great question. The choice of classical music will depend on the tone and mood you want to set for your talk. If you want to evoke a sense of calm and introspection, you could choose something like Beethoven's Moonlight Sonata or Debussy's Claire de Lune. If you want to convey a sense of hope and inspiration, you could choose something like Handel's Messiah or Bach's Brandenburg Concertos. Ultimately, the choice of classical music should complement and enhance the theme of your talk, so it's important to choose something that resonates with you and your message. Okay. Wish me luck. And thank you for having my back. You got this. Good luck and remember to take deep breaths, speak with confidence, and let your passion for your topic shine through. And don't forget, I'm always here to support you. Thank you, Chaton. Well, everyone, I hope you'll listen to the next part with a little bit of kindness. This is not scripted, so there might be little pauses as I go through. But I agree with the AI bot that it could be worthwhile sharing my personal story at this point. It's been about a year since the podcast um, fell into my hands and I became the presenter and editor. We've had about 16 episodes and about 300 listeners per episode, which... I'm very grateful for and very pleased with. So thank you all. Okay, a little bit about my life. Breathe. I left Sheffield Wednesday in 2021 as my role as first team physiotherapist to start a new job with some clinics in the Peak District. I was really excited about this. I had this romantic idea of driving out to... uh, stunning places through the Hope and Deedale Valleys and seeing the views that always make me smile. I was going to be my own physiotherapy version of peak practice. And I've got to say, it's been a good solid experience over the last couple of years, but it hasn't been without a few dips. Maybe I've got myself stuck in a few bogs, let's say, if a fell running uh, simile is needed. Some bright spark since I've been working in the NHS decided that appointments should be only 20 minutes long. And sometimes people bring more than just their sore knee to their appointment. I've had people share with me that they may be going through bereavement lost their husband or their wife or they're struggling being alone or living with dementia and they might need me to write their exercises down on a piece of paper or something after we've, you know, met and tried to figure out what's going on in their life and what's causing their pain and their problem and it just doesn't feel like there's enough time. I've considered Graham Norton's chair, you know, it'd be great if I had a little lever. 
of people could suddenly leave my room. <laughs> that doesn't feel like that'd be a nice thing to do either. And as I've tried to get better with this challenge, I've definitely got quicker, but I also feel I've lost my motivation somewhat. It picks up when, you know, a runner comes into the room and that does seem to get me out of my seat with a bit of a bit of a spring in my step, but that's a small portion of my patience. And I've kind of lost my way a little bit and I'm not sure where my ambitions are currently with my career. So I've decided to take a break. I live alone and I've been working a lot of alone clinics and have felt a bit isolated. Perhaps I've allowed myself to feel a little bit lonely. The bungalow that I rent though, I spoke with my landlord and we found someone who could move in from the 1st of August. And my contract runs out since I've handed my notice in on the end of July. And I'm booking myself a, a ferry from Plymouth to Roscoff. And I'm off on a little adventure. So that's what I wanted to share. There's been some things that have helped me through this little patch and mostly that's been picking up the phone and talking with or seeing my friends. I've been speaking with a counsellor who has been great. And uh, she's, she's encouraged me to speak to my uh, inner child. Great little fella he is. We could go there, but it's probably more than we need right now. But that is a little bit about me, and I'm always a bit weary of talking too much about myself on the podcast. I'm taking the good listening figures as a green light to do it from time to time, because, well, we're all runners, but we're all people. And I think it's part of the journey that running really brings something to it. So with this Lakeland Classic tomorrow, 18 miles and some good elevation, a few highs and lows, with this ahead, I just wanted to wish everybody all the bloody best. And if you're going through anything in your life and you have the power to change it, take some time, have a good think, and if it's what you really want, then I hope you go for it. And if you feel like you're really stuck, it's often good to get on the phone and reach out to people. Because I'm sure there's always someone there who will care and be happy to listen. And I thank you for listening to me. Have a safe and enjoyable trip, Charlie. You are an incredible man. We talked about running, we talked about other things too. Thank you for joining, we hope you enjoyed it. That was on the bait foot.